The FDF podcast is sponsored by Clark Energy, sustainably powering the food and drink sector. My name is Natalie Werner, and I am the Senior Sustainability and Environmental Policy Executive here at the Food and Drink Federation. I'm delighted to have with me today Vinod Kumar and Emel Atkus from Cranfield University. It's currently Food Waste Action Week in the UK, and Cranfield University are doing some fantastic work that could help our members with their feedback, so we thought we would do a podcast to show their work. So welcome to Vinod and Amal. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie, for having us. Thank you so much for inviting us. Tell us a bit about yourself. So my name is Dr. Vinod Kumar, and I'm working as a senior lecturer in microbial technology and biofining in School of Water, Energy and Environment at Cranfield University. My research focuses on turning waste into wealth using microbes as a catalyst. So my name is Emel Aktas and I'm a professor of supply chain analytics at Cranfield Center for Logistics, Procurement and Supply Chain Management. And I have done a few projects on food waste minimization um, and food supply chain management. Just to set the scene of why your research is so important, Bernard, could you start with um, telling us a bit about why it's so important to reduce food waste in the supply chain? Food waste is a global problem. The current estimate says that between 30 to 50 percent of the manufactured food is wasted worldwide. Approximately 1.3 billion ton of food is wasted every year, causing a monetary loss of about $750 billion to the world economy. In the UK alone, the food and drink of worth £20 billion are wasted every year. An average family in the UK wastes food of about £70 on a monthly basis. The food loss simply doesn't re- uh, reflect the product loss, but the loss of various natural resources like water, land and energy, which were used for the production of raw material, transportation and manufacturing of the final product. I'll give you one example. It is estimated that about 550 billion meter cube of water is wasted globally in growing the crops that never reach the consumers. In addition to the loss of revenue and bioresources, the food waste causes a massive harm to the environment. The downside of food waste is it's a perishable material and spoils very quickly due to its high nutrition and water content and form the breeding ground for the pathogens. If the food waste goes for the landfill, the degradation of food releases methane, which is a potent greenhouse gas and contribute to the climate change. The emission calculation says that every one ton of food waste release two ton of CO2 into the atmosphere. The global annual emission from the food waste is roughly around 3.3 billion tons. Means that if food waste was a country, then it would have been the third largest producer of polluter of the world after China and United States of America. In UK, 20% of the carbon emission comes alone from the food and drink sector. So it is very, very important to reduce, recycle or valorize the food waste, which can save billions of pounds, dollars or euros invaluable bioresources and prevent million tons of greenhouse gases from entering our atmosphere. Um, And I suppose it really draws attention to why Food Waste Action Week um, is so important in the UK and um, hopefully it will raise a lot of awareness. Um, So a question for you, Amal. You've mentioned to me previously about the work on food waste that Crumfield University is doing. Could you just give us a top line overview? Um, We've had a project on minimizing food waste uh, in the supply chain um, a few years ago from 2015 to 2018 in our department. And that project was uh, sponsored by another country, by Qatar National Research Fund. And we did investigate the reasons behind food waste in the supply chain. So that means the storage, transportation, distribution, and also the consumption of food. Um, 
So we focus the later stages of the food chain rather than the first stages, which is after the products leave the manufacturer and then um, they, when they are wasted in the post-purchase and the consumption stage, it's the highest negative environmental impact, as uh, not also said. Energy losses, water and carbon footprint is the highest. But apart from that research, we also have a strong agri-food team at uh, Crownfield and they investigate post-harvest losses and how they can be prevented. This is the early stages compared to the R uh, research project and they would focus on how to package these products so they can uh, keep their freshness longer and what storage conditions we should be keeping them um, so that they can reach to the customer at their freshest. Um, so then more specifically, and really the research that we'd like to talk about today and that will bring some real benefits to some of our members is the work that Vinod is doing on the valorization of bread waste. So to start with, Vinod, could you let us know why you focused on bread waste? Bread is a staple food in the waste and the global annual production of bread is over 100 million tons. Europe dominates the market with a share of about 54%, followed, followed by United States of America with around 29%. It's hard to quantify the exact amount of wasted bread, but it has been approximated that globally about 10% of all the manufactured bread is wasted. It's a serious problem in the UK and Europe. If we talk of UK, in UK bread is the second most wasted food after potatoes and roughly 44% of the manufactured bread goes to the bin. If we talk of daily basis, every day 20, or 20, 20 to 25 million slices of bread are thrown, leading to an annual wastage of 300,000 tons, corresponding to release of 600,000 tons of carbon dioxide uh, gas. In the past, in UK, the food or bread waste used to go to the landfill. But as we know that in the recent time, you know, there is a lot of awareness about the carbon emission and the global amenity, uh, community has become very serious in reducing the carbon footprints. In fact, in most of the country, they have set up their target in this direction. And UK has a national goal of zero carbon emission by 2050. That's why currently most of the food or bread waste in the UK is treated with anorbic digestion. In fact, if you see in the last 10 years, there has been a significant increase in the number of uh, AD, means anorbic digestion plants, from 60 to 600 currently. Uh, of course, you know, the AD eliminates food waste, but AD is not a very appropriate technology for the valorization of food waste because of two reasons. Number one, AD produces methane, which is a low-value product, and the potential of food waste is much higher. Secondly, AD is associated with the low environmental saving. Therefore, it is important to valorize the bread waste into high value product. And if you look at the composition of the bread waste, it contains about, it's a starchy material and contains about 50 to 70% starch and a clean source of high quality fermentable food grade sugars. It also has other nutrients like 8 to 10% proteins. So it's an ideal substrate for the biorefineries. And the other advantageous feature of the bread waste is that extraction of sugar from the bread waste is easy and convenient unlike the other crude renewable sources requiring harsh pretreatment, such as lignocellulosic biomass. I'll give you one example on bread waste valorization. You know, we made some calculation and the calculation says about 130 million liter of ethanol can be manufactured if all the bread waste is diverted for bioethanol production. And that would meet about 15 to 20% of the annual demand of the UK. So this will not only solve the problem of bread waste management, but also generate extra revenues for bakeries and make the UK independent in terms of bioethanol production. So would you like to expand by giving us an overview of your research? So my research, as I said, focused on turning waste into the wealth, 
fuels and chemicals uh, using microbe as cell factories with a circular biorefining approach. Since we make use of waste biomass and biomass is a renewable material, so the work lead to the development of low carbon biomanufacturing technologies means the developed technology will contribute to a carbon neutral society. You know, in 2004, the US Department of Energy prepared a list of 12 platform chemicals which are obtainable from biomass. Similarly, in 2017, BBSRC UK, the release of top biochemical having strong commercial potential in the UK market. So my research cover most of the chemical coming from these two lists. So currently my research team is engaged in the production of various bio-based chemicals like xylitol, 2,3-butendiol, ataconic acid, lactic acid and succinic acid using the waste stream coming from different sectors, a range of sectors such as sugar cane gas or sugar beet bulb from the sugar industries, the brewer's pan grain from the breweries, crude glycerol from the biodiesel industries, and unavoidable, you know, waste from the supply chain, such as, you know, food or bread waste, using microorganisms which are safe to use. For some of the product, we have also performed the techno-economic analysis and life cycle assessment. So we have already achieved a technological readiness level of four to five for some of our products and which are now ready for the pilot scale. So currently there is a lot of emphasis in this area. So here I would like to mention about uh, one interesting report. Uh, the biorefining potential for Scotland, Zero Waste Scotland. So it is a Scottish report. So the report says there are about 27 million tons of bioresources arising every year in the Scotland, which could be turned into high-value chemical, biofuel, and other renewable products across many industries. And they made calculation, and the calculation says that carbon present in this waste stream is more than sufficient to fulfill the demand of the country. So Scottish government is at the moment they are promoting activity in in, in these areas and there are they are, they are going to you know launch several new schemes to valorize the waste and using waste as a feedstock for sustainable production of fuel and chemicals instead of the pure carbon source um so i can imagine that this podcast is listened to by a number of manufacturers so can you just explain how you think your research will benefit our manufacturing members? So use of waste from bread or the you know the food sector as a feedstock for biorefining will have many advantages. Number one, it will generate the extra revenue for the industry generating the waste, such as bakeries, sandwich manufacturers, and uh, eventually contribute to their economical uh, enhancement of economical viability. Secondly, they don't need to pay anything for the disposal. Now, coming to the you know the biorefining side, the work will lead to the manufacturing of the green and environmentally friendly product, which is the demand of time at low cost because the price of feedstock is one of the main cost contributor to the process. So, if you make a low cost product, it can easily compete with the chemical method which is the dominant route for the production of chemical, but the chemical route is undesirable because of a lot of problem associated with it and eventually re replace it. I can imagine that with um, the rising price of energy and food price inflation, etc., um, yeah. our manufacturers are looking to really reduce their costs. So I can imagine your research could really benefit them. Yeah. Um, so if you just let us know what's to come of your research. So have you got any future studies planned, etc. So, you know, uh, Mince, uh, I'll talk about the bread waste. We have already published two articles on the bread waste. One is a perspective, uh, me and Professor Amin. We are the co-author for that perspective. And, and, and it, the perspective gives the overview of the bread wastage in the UK, the process of waste generation, the standard practices of bread waste management, 
the holistic approach which could be employed to valorize the bread waste and the challenges with the logistics. The other is a research article. It deals with the valorization of bread waste to lactic acid. And let me tell you, lactic acid is a top biochemical in the UK market with high commercial potential. And one of the hot application of lactic acid is its polymerization to polylactic acid. And polylactic acid is uh, you know, strong potential alternative of synthetic plastic. And, you know, at the moment, the world is suffering from the continuous accumulation of synthetic plastic. And with the rising demand for PLA, polylactic acid, the global market of lactic acid is forecasted to reach about $10 billion by 2025. So in our work, we demonstrated an environmentally friendly solution by valorizing bread waste into lactic acid. And all the solid residue generated during the process, they were used for the biogas production to, to, to generate the extra revenue. Our result shows that more than 400 grams of lactic acid can be produced from every one kilogram of waste spread, along with significant amount of biogas. And in this work, you know, we accumulated a very high concentration of lactic acid, over 150 grams per liter under non-sterile conditions and integrated biogas production that demonstrated high potential for your biorefinery based on the bread waste. And at the moment, because after this work, this work has been published in the Fuel Journal, we are performing the techno-economic analysis to understand the cost of LA production from the bread waste. Like, you know, what will be the cost of lactic acid, one kg of lactic acid from the bread waste. And next, we'll be engaging with the bread manufacturers to go for the pilot scale, which will pave the path for the commercialization. In addition, we are also producing other chemical building blocks from the bread waste, such as ethanol and 2,3-butendial, which have strong application in the fuel market and we'll be publishing soon. Um, it's really interesting stuff that you're working on, and I can imagine that um, it could have some real benefit, especially for our uh, bread manufacturing members. Um, so just to summarise, um, and finally on your research, and Vinod, do you have anything further to add? So, uh, because, you know, this, we, we, at the moment we are talking to the Food and uh, Drink Federation. So there are a lot of waste stream in the food and drink sectors, which uh, where we would be very interested. Because, you know, as a fermentation scientist, I always look for the waste stream which are rich in fermentable carbon or sugars. So we would be very interesting to go beyond bread waste, such as expired beverages, the waste from the fruit processing industries, the unavoidable waste from the supply chains like potatoes, potato peel, the wastewater, or from the vegetable industry, you know. So we'd be very, very interested uh, to work on those waste stream and valorize them into high value product to generate some value chain from them. So potential for um, even more podcasts with you guys, I can imagine. Um, so great, thanks for that. That was really interesting to hear about all your work. Um, and as it's Food Waste Action Week in the UK, which this year is very much focused on consumer food waste, which as we all know, is where most of the food waste in the UK comes from. Um, do you have any research on consumer food waste? Perhaps that's a question for you, Amel? Yes, yes, we do have uh, research on consumer attitudes toward food waste. And we found that there are some factors that affect how much we waste as a consumer. For example, our financial awareness of the value of the food that uh, goes into the bin, whether we are doing any planning, whether we are buying what we are going to be consuming over the next few days or how much of the impulse buying is involved and also the motivations behind uh, food purchases. Sometimes we tend to buy broccolis because we want to eat healthy, but they are one of the items that uh, end up in the bin very often, uh, maybe because we don't consume them uh, in time. So um, as consumers, we have to be aware of uh, what is going to the bin and how much value is lost um, 
both economically to us and also all the elements that make that food available for us to take home. Yeah, definitely. And all the natural resources that go into it, etc. A bit like um, what Vinod was mentioning earlier, um, the environmental consequences, etc. Um, so yeah, there's so many aspects to that. Um, so great. Thank you both. That's also interesting. Um, do you have any final comments? Uh, we would be very, very uh, interested to engage with the Food and Drink Federation. Uh, because uh, we, we we would love to take our uh, research to the next level. We already have the proof of concept results. So it will be really great if uh, we could further engage with the food and FDF. And we are looking forward to it. So in the end, you know, we would like to thank you for giving this opportunity to us to present our work. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's very easy to connect with us on LinkedIn or you can send an email or all our addresses are public. And we would be very happy to meet our listeners who are interested in minimizing food waste from their supply chain and capturing this value in food which otherwise will be sent uh, to landfill. So we look forward to hearing from our listeners and thank you Food and Drink Federation for giving us this opportunity to, to share our research.